Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. Well, Merry Christmas, Success Edge community. Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 134. Man, oh man, tis the season to be jolly. <laughs> Actually, every season should be jolly. But at any rate, guys, uh, welcome out. Welcome anyone who is listening. It's about 8 o'clock in the a.m. And Mr. McCart is just now getting on Interstate 85 going south. I have an appointment at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, with the school, and um, very excited about it, in uh, multiple reasons why I'm excited about it, but nevertheless, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in to Success as Community uh, and listening. Obviously, we are all about helping you live victorious every day, live in success every day, uh, go from victory to victory, increase to increase, success to success significance to significance. Yep. And so, uh, you know, today I had actually tried to record something, you know, a couple, uh, a couple days ago, actually on Wednesday. And I'd basically gotten about 10 minutes into the recording and I'm like, eh, this is just, I'm just not feeling this right here. And so I decided to change it up. I uh, decided not to record that because uh, I just didn't feel, you know, just didn't feel that anointing on this, uh, on that episode. And uh, feeling, uh, definitely feeling uh, the anointing upon, uh, upon me right now. So, Mr. McCart wants to share with you guys. So, by the way, <laughs> I'm recording this right now on my new Apple iPhone X or 10 iPhone 10 and uh, so I'm there is no headphone jack <laughs> and so it's just a straight plug into the uh, lightning connector that it has I think I'm saying that right I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right but anyway uh, just new iPhone and all the new things with it so it's actually pretty cool uh, I'll say that it's definitely pretty cool so, I want to springboard off this uh, verse that I read uh, this morning, and because uh, I, I even before I read the verse, I, I just felt really prompt to to talk to you guys about about this and about you know the number one secret or the number one uh, thing that sets all successful Christians. You know, I say successful Christians, I'm talking not just in, you know, a one-time splash. I'm talking successful Christians for the long haul and successful Christians basically from, you know, that are definitely, you can sit there and look at and say, man, they are fulfilling 
God's call on their life. And man, they get results uh, in their life when it comes to applying their faith. And I wanted to share the number one secret that I've observed in the golly since since I got saved at age nine. So that makes it um, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years uh, that I have actually been a Christian. And, you know, pretty much during those, during those 30 years, actually ever since I was, you know, a wee little boy <laughs> in the diapers or even in my mom, my mom, uh, inside my mama, that, you know, yours truly uh, was at church and uh, basically was <laughs> being taught. <laughs> um, so, what is that secret? Let me read this verse uh, to you and I'll springboard off this and I'm going to read it, you know, very cautiously as I am driving, but there's hardly, I mean, there's hardly traffic in front of me. So God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says and he has invited, and here's the key thing, he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. First Corinthians 1 9 that's the new living translation and i want to hit on that word partnership you know so if you've been around me if you've listened to the success edge for you know any uh any stint of time you've always heard me talk about you know what took place in the garden what what was what were the things happening in eden back with adam uh was created you know, because this was God's original intent was how Eden was set up. Okay. And because of man's fall, the curse came into the world. All right. And caused uh, everything to get screwed up. He had to send his son to redeem that, to bring it back to how things were supposed to be set up back in Eden. So, you know, anytime that you ever want to get a picture of how life should be, number one, you can always look to Jesus, but number two, you can also look to what God said, what God did, and what Adam was doing before the fall, okay? You can always look at that and kind of see how you should be operating, how you should be working, you know, in the actual uh, world itself. Now, obviously, you're going to meet resistance, because of that, but you know, here's the thing: the anointing is upon you. You know, it says that uh, the revelation that Paul got was Christ in you. You know, the hope of glory, Christ in you, and that that isn't you know, Christ is not Jesus Christ's last name. You know, Christ in you is actually you know Christ Himself and His anointing that destroys you know, everything in his path that's uh, part of the curse. And what is the curse? You know, the curse is obviously sweat, toil, uh, worry, strife, anxiety. All these things are under the curse. You know, the curse, we've been redeemed from this curse of poverty. We've been redeemed from the curse of sickness. We have been redeemed from the curse of spiritual death. These are the things that Jesus did in order to set things up for us that we might have life and have it more abundantly and that we might live in victory every day, okay, here on earth where you don't have to get your butt kicked uh, 
by Satan, if you actually dig into the word and begin to learn and operate based upon the kingdom, not based upon what you've been taught in Sunday school, but based upon what you've learned and what you can be taught from the word and from what the kingdom says, therefore you will reign in life as a king. All right, man, I just, mm, all that right there was pretty good. So what did God give us in the beginning? Let's go back to that. God gave us three things, guys, in the very beginning. God gave Adam three things. He's given us three things. And what are those three things? He gave us, number one, he gave us fellowship. Yes. He gave us fellowship with him. That you can actually have a relationship. Yes. That's not something that uh, you practice. You know, I actually recently was talking to a gentleman you know, recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you know, he, he basically said, you know, Hey, I'm just not, you know, I just don't practice Christianity, Tyler. And I, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from because, you know, he, he's looking at Christianity as a religion and, you know, I had to, I had to break it down to him that, you know, Christianity is definitely not a religion. Hang on. Let me get a swig of coffee real quick. Um, Hang on. So Christianity is not a religion. You know, Christianity is a relationship that you enter into. So you can actually, you know, deepen that relationship. Just like with my wife, I can deepen my relationship. I can get to know my wife. The more time I spend with her, the more I communicate with my wife, the more that I share things with my wife, the more she shares things with me guess what? That is a relationship. And that is exactly what God wants. He wants that fellowship. He wants that relationship to, uh, to be first and foremost with you. All right. So let's get that out. Uh, so that's number one. The second thing that God gave Adam was an assignment. He gave him a job to do. He gave him a task. He gave him an assignment that only Adam could complete and that only Adam was anointed to do, all right? Now, you can go back in Scripture and look at what Adam had to do in the very beginning of Genesis. Um, <clears throat> that was obviously to expand the garden, all right, <clears throat> and to name the animals. <laughs> These are the things that he was assigned to do. Now, when I say all that, there is an assignment upon your life. Right, and you can actually tap into that assignment and discover that assignment. It's not something that's just going to, you know, your assignment is 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 kind of tied to your purpose. It actually is your purpose, you know, in this world. You know, everyone has an assignment. Everyone has a purpose. Um, you know, I know that most people, you know, go go gravitate to the purpose-driven life, and you know, one of the first word first sentences, you know, I. I'm going to go ahead and tell myself, I know that I'm probably not the ideal candidate to, you know, the poster child for the purpose-driven life because probably everybody in this podcast has read it, but, you know, hey, yours truly just hasn't. Um, but anyway, the, the summation of it, of the purpose-driven life is summed up actually in the first, I think it's the first sentence of the, uh, of the book. And that first sentence is, it's not about you. <laughs> Your assignment, okay, your assignment, your purpose on this earth is to fulfill 
is to fulfill God's calling on your life that is supposed to happen within the kingdom. All right. Now, whatever the gifts and talents and, you know, things that T's, you know, brought you to, you know, you'll use those gifts and talents for that assignment to complete that assignment. And that assignment, you know, ebbs and flows. You know, actually, you know, as of today, um, this will be uh, as of this year. And this means multiple things. And I'm not going to go into the detail about it yet until uh, everything is done. But this is my last, um, my very last, what would I call this? My very last meeting that I'll have of the year for Office Depot, okay? And I've had an assignment to work for Office Depot for all these years, and this is my last meeting of the year. And so I've been on assignment, and still will be through uh, an assignment throughout this year, you know, for Office Depot, okay? And I've used the gifts and talents and abilities that he has blessed me with, all right, the, the different anointings that I have as far as gifts and talents, that I've used those gifts and talents, and I've used those that anointing that's on my life to, to complete my assignment, to be on assignment here in Office Depot, all right? Now, not sure how long, you know, that assignment's going to last, but I've been on assignment. Now, the other thing that, um, so the third thing, number three, number three thing that, you know, God does is obviously he has given us provision, all right? So number one, I mean, the first thing you have is fellowship. The second thing is, uh, is assignment. And the next thing is provision. Now, here's where things got messed up in the garden. And I know I'm taking a little time with this, but I think it's worth just explaining Here's where things got uh, kind of backwards in the garden. Is in the garden, once the once the curse entered, you know, the world. Once it happened, basically, basically the whole script got flipped. So then all of a sudden you have man. The very first thing is, you know, you're going to have to. Go gather provision. Go gather up your own provision by the, your own sweat of your brow, okay? By your own, you know, your own hand, okay? Not, you know, basically where that God wants you to, you know, how God intended things to be, where that you have fellowship with him, and in having fellowship with him, he gives you your assignment, and in giving your assignment, then God actually supplies all of your provision that you need in order to complete that assignment. Yeah, that's really good how you said that. So that's how God intended it to be. All right, let me say that again because it's worth repeating. You know, God and God's intent, all right, once you come into the kingdom is, number one, he wants you to be in fellowship, be in partnership, be in relationship with him, with his son. Okay, as I read in 1 Corinthians, he wants you to be in partnership. Once you be in fellowship with him, and when you're in partnership and you're in fellowship with him, then that's when the assignment <coughs> becomes, <coughs> excuse me, very clear and very evident because he will unfold it to you, that assignment. Now, that assignment, <coughs> you know, is going to be given to you not in 
the whole assignment is not going to be given to you in one span of time. It's just not, it's, you, you will get glimpses of your purpose, of your assignment, of what you'll be doing. Um, and it always flows with the giftings and the anointings that are upon your life. Let me get another swig of coffee. All right. Now, where that most of us get messed up is obviously, you know, we, we focus on the provision and that's not what, that's not how, how things should operate. You know, where, where we should focus is obviously on the assignment because of our fellowship and our partnership with our heavenly father. And so I say all that to say this, what is the secret? All right. Let me go back to what I said in the very beginning of all this. What is the very secret? What is the very essence of this whole entire shooting match? It is that fellowship. It is that partnership. All right. It is that relationship that you have that is the numeral uno, the, the, the first and foremost thing in your life that nothing, I mean, nothing comes in between you and that fellowship. You put, you don't put your kids in front of that fellowship. You don't put your spouse, you don't put your job, you don't put anything above that. Now, some of you might be thinking, man, that, that seems pretty radical, Tyler. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty radical. I mean, hey, it's pretty radical that um, that I stay true and faithful to my wife and even so forth that I even refuse to look at another wa- woman and lust after her. That's a pretty radical thing to do. Well, guess what? It's pretty radical to become so focused and so on point with my relationship with my heavenly father that it kind of, you know, makes me or causes me to do things because I'm on assignment and I'm listening to, you know, my heavenly father based on assignment. It causes things, you know, to maybe not go in conjunction with what other people want me to do. All right. And that's where, you know, faith comes in. That's where you have to, you know, dig into scripture and find the promises of, of, of God. Uh, and that's where you have to dig in deep to that relationship. It can't be a one-time thing on Sunday morning, right? It can't be something that you just kind of practice. You know, man, if I, if I sit there and just practiced, you know, my wife, that <laughs> there's no relationship in that. There's, there's only a, you know, a deep seated love and affection and, um, and intimacy that happens. And man, I tell you guys, here's the thing, you know, I, I go to Mary, all right, you know, Mary and Martha are a great, just a great example. And it's a simple example, but you know, where Martha was in the house, you know, Jesus was in the house They and Martha was preparing, you know, uh, I guess dinner, dinner and getting the house ready and so forth like that, you know, for Jesus, for the guests that were there. And she was busying herself. It says that she was busying herself with all the activities of serving, actually serving Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Step on some toes with this. Um, but she was out there serving Jesus or at least what she perceived to be serving, uh, Jesus and, you know, practicing, if you want to call it that, 
you know, what she was doing. Well, guess what? Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. Uh, I know there's a couple of examples. There's one Mary that actually broke the alabaster uh, jar and poured perfume all over her, Jesus. There was also another Mary that, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, because I don't have my Bible in front of me, there's another Mary that obviously, um, and it might be the same Mary, okay? Just don't don't throw rocks at me because I'm driving and I don't have that in front of me and I'm not sitting here researching that. I just know the stories. Uh, sometimes the stories get crisscrossed. Anyway, there's another part uh, where uh, Mary is actually weeping over Jesus' feet and washing her Jesus' feet with her hair, with her tears, Okay. Um, but I think it's the alabaster, uh, uh, jar that was broken where that, um, you know, Mary, maybe I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's put it this way. Mary was at her feet at, at Jesus feet. Okay. You know, just sitting at his feet, just expressing her gratitude, just, just fellowshipping, just, just, you know, listening, just, just being there in the moment while Martha was busying herself with all the activities, you know, even her own, what she said thought was the assignment at that moment. She was sitting there, uh, that I'm going to serve Jesus and I'm going to busy myself to get everything ready. When Jesus clearly says, when Martha comes in and says, Hey, why don't you get this girl up and help her tell her to get me, get me some help, you know, or get helping me you know, with all the stuff that's going on that I need help with in the kitchen. And what did Jesus say? Hey, 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 Martha, what Mary has chosen to do is the best thing. It is the preferred thing. It is the thing that you should have been doing too. And that is sitting there having fellowship. That is sitting there having, you know, a relationship, not going out and, you know, focused on your assignments, Martha, but actually sitting there at Jesus' feet and <clears throat> listening, worshiping Him. And I know that sounds like, you know, so Tyler, am I supposed to just, uh, you know, go in my, you know, quiet time place, my little room and just sit His feet, you know, you know, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year? No, because what will happen is, here's what will happen. As you begin to fellowship with him, and this is the secret, as you begin to fellowship with him, he will give you unctions. He'll give you direction. He will have you order your steps. He will give you your assignment. He will tell you things to do. All right. I myself yesterday just took a few minutes uh, because I had a few minutes in the morning I mean, I normally spend time in my quiet time in the morning, but I just had a few minutes actually, uh, this is after my quiet time, after the kind of my day had already been gotten going. I just decided to kind of pull away just for about, you know, 10, 15 minutes and just, you know, worship the Lord and just, uh, meditate in his word and just listen to him. And, you know, one of the ways that I, I do that just from a practical standpoint, guys, is I journal. Okay. So I actually, um, I, I pop over my iPad, I've got a keyboard to my iPad, and I just sit there and type into my iPad, you know, just kind of what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, and then what I hear from from the Lord. So I actually kind of can document, 
you know, those things. And that's just a practical thing what I do. Um, but at any rate, the fellowship was sweet. And guess what? Inside that fellowship time that I had, God gave me clarity. God gave me a peace about some direction that I'm taking in my life on certain things. Okay. And you know what? I'm jacked about it. I'm extremely thankful, you know, for that. And, you know, guys, I tell you the secret, the secret to your success. I mean, why was Joseph, why, even though he was a slave, even though he was the lowest man on the totem pole, you know, it says that, you know, the Lord was with Joseph, yet he was a slave. He was still a successful and prosperous man. Well, what's the secret to all that? It's the beginning of that verse in, in Genesis 39 that, guess what? He was, God was with Joseph. And you know what? Because we have a better covenant, we have a better, you know, uh, you know, because of what Jesus has done for us, we have something better, guys. And you know what that, that is? That is that we have Christ in us. He God, God's just not only with us, but God is inside of us. That is the major difference between us and the old covenant. All right, one of the major differences: the Christ in us, <clears throat> the hope of glory. And so, my this is probably going to be my last episode of the year. All right, and you know it should. You know, I I want to challenge you guys. Anyone in the sound of my voice challenge you to get back into fellowship. Go back to that first love. Get back to that time when you just wanted to spend time with the Lord. Go put on some praise and worship music and, you know, just praise and worship Him. And it doesn't have to be for hours again, guys, just for a little bit of time. But man, you know, fan the flame, fan that, you know, uh, fire in you for that relationship that only Jesus himself can ignite and that can actually continue to burn inside of you. That fellowship, that relationship is what is going to make you have a successful 2018. All right. It is the number one thing that you can do is have fellowship, spending time, all right? It doesn't matter about the quantity of time. It doesn't matter about the quality of time. Just time. Don't try to figure it all out. Just spend time with him, okay? So, success as community. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Know that you are blessed You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthrough is upon you guys. And you know what? I'll catch you on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities he's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Edge.